This is Andres from Double Tap, and you're listening to the MASHcast on Mash Those Buttons. Episode 167 of the Mash Those Buttons MASHcast. I am Jarrett, and I am here with the scourge of Iron Forge and Games Industry Public Defender, Nick Zalankevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? Yeah, and we're, we're recording a pretty late MASHcast here. It's past both me and Nick's bedtime. <laughs> it's MASHcast after dark. Yeah. <laughs> MASHcast after hours. Now I got a neon sight and lit up. Uh, so how was your week, Nick? Uh, it was good. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't buy anything off the Steam sale, which I guess I'm, I'm proud of, but at the same time, I got to get on there and buy the stuff before the sale ends. Yeah, um, man. I got, we were talking about the, uh, the Wolf Among Us. You got to, yeah, it was like that, $6. Then, uh, what, what, uh, Shower With Your Dad is only like 79 cents. <laughs> like, how do you not get a game for 79 cents, even if it's got, uh, a bunch of dinks? Dude. Like actually, I'm looking. Skyrim's like five dollars right now. Skyrim is cheap financially, but it is expensive in time. <laughs> I'll give you that. Dishonored, <laughs> Dishonored's also five dollars. I can gift that to somebody. Nah, I'm not going to, but <laughs> I could. I could give we, that to somebody. We talked last week about the uh, Steam sales changing, and I have to say that I don't. I didn't. I. I, I I didn't actually enjoy the changes that they made. I kind of, uh, like, I went through, like, you mentioned The Wolf Among Us, and I went through on the page, like, looking for where The Wolf Among Us was listed, and I scrolled way down, like, the list of featured games, and I never saw it, and I noticed, like, some of the, like, after a while, like, the, the games would start repeating, they were always in random patterns, like, I don't know how Steam was deciding, like, what order to show me these featured games that were on sale. Um, but yeah, I missed the, I missed the old way. I, I think it would have been, well, it would have been annoying for me only because I, I wasn't at home with my computer, but I guess there's a, there's like a steam app or something or you can go through the website, right. To check what's on sale. Yeah. You can just go right through your phone. Yeah. So I, I mean, I could have been doing that and I probably would have been doing that if the sale worked the old way, but as it was, you know, I finally got on there Sunday, started looking through the sales and then it just felt like it wasn't. It wasn't, I mean, it, ostensibly it's easy enough to, f- eventually I found The Wolf Among Us by Googling, or not Googling, but putting in the search engine, uh, The Wolf Among Us, and then it brought that up. But it feels like it would be neat, like, under the old way at some point, I'm sure I would have seen The Wolf Among Us pop up in one of the flash sales or one of the, the featured day sales or something. Like, it, it felt very, I don't know, it seemed, it didn't seem as, as it felt like a, a bridge between where they need to get with the sale. Like, just list the games alphabetically. Like, I don't need to be looking through a list of featured games and seeing the same game mentioned, like, eight or nine times in different sized graphics. Just show it to me once if you're going to do it all the sales at once. It seemed very disorganized for what they're doing. Yeah, before, if it, if it was, like, one of the 
one of the games on deep sale, which it is, because the game normally costs $30, it would be a lot easier to track. Uh, what you experience is what <laughs> I experienced in the last sale, where everything that's on deep sale, I already have it. So I'm looking for other ways to spend money at that point. And you do go through that list, and that list that does start to repeat. That's just something that happens with it. I mean, there's nothing you can really do about it. Uh, I am looking at a game right now, though. Star Wars Republic Commando. That is one game I really wish they'd make a HD remix for. You know, re-release it, or make like a part two. Did you ever play Republic Commando? I played a little bit of it. That game was awesome. You didn't like it? No, I... This is fine. I just didn't have the time for it. Like, I, I tried it out. I think I played, like, a demo or something, and then I just didn't get the chance to get renew it deeper. Dude, that was, like... What year was that? 2004, 2005, maybe? Something like that. Yeah, like, how could... I mean, you weren't, like... How could you not have time for it back then? I don't know. I was getting old. Oh, like, now? Like, now I am I, old. Back then I was getting old. <laughs> you were in the process of getting old. Now you, now you are old. Yeah, I, I did buy... What did I buy? I bought... I, I bought Middle-Earth Shadows of Mordor. Because I missed the boat on that one last Steam sale for the summer sale. Because I was like, well, it's 33% off today. I'll wait until it's cheaper. And it never got cheaper. So I hosed myself on that one. But that's the gamble you take. That's the game you play. And I was like, okay, well, next sale, I definitely just got to buy it. Uh, This time it was off like 60%. So it's all good. It's not like I haven't had anything to play. And I bought Elite Dangerous too. And I don't know why. Like, I... The, every Elite Dangerous trailer is CG. It's not in-game. But it looked cool, and it was cheap enough. So I was like, I'll hop on and check it out. But it looks like, it looks like combat. It looks like, you know, Rebel Galaxy, except it's more combat, uh, you know, oriented. Uh, but yeah, I I really... I, I don't, I'm not seeing too many games. I guess this is the problem that I guess I've, I've always had. Uh, well, not always have, but I've had for a long time now where uh, I, I'm not really... There's so many games that I already have, you know, where I'm just kind of searching through the list and I can't buy anything else. They should do a thing where it's like a, a Steam sale, but instead of a Steam sale, it's like a backlog sale, and all it is is just a bunch of games like, this is in your backlog, here's a big graphic to remind you, and then like that maybe that'll inspire you to play some of those games. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I don't think they really uh they want you to buy new games. They don't want you to play the games you already have. That is true. They know, they know we have huge backlogs. Uh Life is Strange is also on sale, I'm looking at. I was looking at that one, yeah. I might I might check that out, but Yeah. Steam sales, but I, I didn't pick up anything like with Black Friday though. Uh, do you, do you, do, do, I mean, I nothing. Not even game. Re- not even talking game related. I'm talking about no like hardware or anything like that. Nah, it, it, well, it, I know we we both traveled, and so I'm thinking that yeah, it's hard to sh- do shopping when you're traveling. Even even though a fa- I, I will admit that a fair amount of our traveling, like the people I was with, we all spent. I don't know, maybe a good 20 minutes at some point, possibly more, all like looking on our on our phones, looking over Amazon to see like what sales were there. And there's, I put some stuff in my cart, but yeah, I never got around to actually hitting like checkout. Well, no, that's that. I don't know why I just didn't have any interest. You know what I'm saying? 
I just didn't have any interest in, in buying anything. It's kind of like, I think I have everything. That, that's how you know you're getting old. You're, you're <laughs> aging out of that 18 to 34 demo that buys everything. Oh, no. I'm still a few years away from that, Nick. Well, mentally, you, you have the maturity of someone much older than you do. Uh, yeah. No, soon nobody's going to be targeting me. I wonder how that's going to feel. <laughs> uh, but let's um let's hop into our news bites, shall we? So let's first off, good news for PlayStation owners. Well, actually, not really PlayStation owners, but more just I guess Sony in general that the PlayStation Four has sold over thirty million units. If you're participating in the console war, that's really important to you. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> oh, 30 million units sold. How many has Microsoft sold? But yeah, 30 million units sold, and that is important. The the, the specifically the word sold because you know a lot of when we get sales numbers, a lot of the numbers are uh, units shipped. You know, well, this game shipped this many units. Bungie is loving that terminology, or Activision, I should say, is loving that terminology. It's like oh. Well, Destiny has 20 million registered players, and we have shipped, like, you know, 6 million, 7 million games, whatever. And Microsoft was using that terminology before. Shipped does not mean sold. They can ship a unit and then the store send it back because they just don't have anybody to sell it to. But they are saying that Microsoft, not Microsoft, but Sony is saying that they have sold. 30 million units, which means it's actually selling faster than the PS2. The PS2 shipped 30 million units between March of 2000 and May of 2002. And that's just shipped, not sold. Uh, So yeah, the PS4 is outselling the PS2, which is another, you know, kick in the teeth for, you know, Michael Pachter and other people saying that you know, consoles are dead. Obviously not because people are buying them. So consoles are dead. They just don't know it yet. Oh, I obviously Nick. <laughs> you're the games industry public defender, not Michael Pactor's public defender. <laughs> he the, is the game industry. That's how this works. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. <laughs> All right. So uh, other than that, let's see what else we got. Oh, a fight broke out backstage at a at a DreamHack. Actually, did, did it tell us what which DreamHack it was or where it was located? Uh, DreamHack Winter, uh, but I don't know uh, you know what country it was in to be honest with you. But uh, apparently, Richard Lewis and Jonathan Berg, Richard Lewis being a reporter, that Dream I think DreamHack brought him out to report on the event. And Jonathan Berg, which was, he is a player for, I believe, Team Liquid. Uh, they got into a scuffle backstage because Richard Lewis, he made a tweet that says, can somebody tell the groupie I kicked out of bed this morning that she left her sign? And the sign says, oh, it says proud mom, Hiko. Yes, there you go. Sorry, I couldn't see the full picture. But yes, and it has, it says go liquid on it. It has like the Team Liquid logo. And, you know, at first I was a little confused. I had to read into the, ba- I guess, the background of that sign. But apparently two people were holding that sign, uh, one being Jonathan Berg's girlfriend and then the other person being their team manager, Kelly. So I don't know if Richard Lewis was trying to say that he fucked both of them or just one of them. But Jonathan Berg 
took some uh, exception to what you know, to that you know little joke he made there. You see, you know, the reply to that was like, yeah, let's meet up and talk about it. I'm at DH, which is, you know, I'm at DreamHack. So, you know, apparently the two met up behind the stage and uh, according to reports, well, actually, according to reports, they're saying that Jonathan Berg, not Jonathan Berg, Richard Lewis was strangling Jonathan Berg. That's what the official reports say. But according to Richard Lewis, he was saying, which actually, I guess he didn't necessarily deny that that's what happened, but he, you know, he's saying that the guy, you know, Jonathan Berg got into his face, and so he was, you know, trying to get him away from him, but the staff at DreamHack is saying that, no, he was choking him, but, well, well, go ahead, did, did Richard Lewis know who Jonathan Berg was? I would imagine if you're going to go report on DreamHack, Team Liquid's not some small well, team. To so. be fair, I would think if you were going to go report on DreamHack, you would know better than to put a, a trolling Twitter about who, how you banged a groupie. Like, like, that's just unprofessional from the get-go. But, you know, even if you account for that being on a personal Twitter handle, like, okay, whatever. But no, the way he responds when, when Berg is like, yeah, let's meet up and talk about it. I'm at, I'm at DH. And then Lewis is all like, I'm easy enough to find dog. I'll be on stage. What are you doing today? Indicating like, oh, like you're just some scrub who's going to be there. I'm going to be part of the show. Like, I mean, he, from right off the bat, he's coming off a bit. He's coming off with a bit of a, a bit of an arrogance there. And I, and I mean, I don't know, like, it, it, I don't know, for, like, for a reporter, like, it just, this is very, from from a media perspective, this is very unbecoming. That's true. That, 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 that is true. Like, I mean, I, even if Berg would have punched him in the face and walked away, I mean, I really still can't blame him for it. <laughs> you know, I think this is, you know, Richard Lewis is really trying to make it seem like, uh, that you know he's the victim here yeah and especially too like you don't say you don't say to someone hey i just banged your girlfriend and then complain about them you know being aggressed in in a fit of white knighthood like it's not white knighthood if you're you're punching somebody for alleged for potentially banging your girlfriend yeah (laughs) like that's a bit like it's one thing to be like oh hey you know like you're talking shit about some random girl you shouldn't be doing that like that's different than like, oh, you're like, because you do that, especially to do it so publicly, you're kind of calling out, you're kind of calling Berg out. Like, to, to put the sign like that, to see it says liquid, like, you have to think there's going to be some kind of consequences here. Like, that seems to be like, that seems to be something I would expect. Like, if I was whoever, I, like, if I was on the team going up against Team Liquid, I'd be pulling this shit. I'd be like, oh, hey, look, like, we're fighting you and I just banged somebody who's supporting your team. Like, woo, look at me. Like, if you're a reporter, like, what, what, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, now you're just being juvenile. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I've I've never heard of Richard Lewis before. I have, but a different Richard Lewis. Oh, uh, sorry. I, I've, I've never, he's an esports journalist and commentator, according to uh, according to his Twitter profile. He does. He's bringing esports to Breitbart.com. Well, there oh. you go. <laughs> now everything makes sense. <laughs> no, but, no, no, it doesn't make sense because even, even like just on a. Like, like, I mean, it's the kind of thing, like, if, if, if we went to a convention and, like, we were doing this kind of shit, like, it reflects poorly on mash those buttons. 
That is true. Like this is you know like say what you like. And I'm not I'm not begrudging him for whatever activities he may have engaged in with any with any consenting other adults. Like that's all fine. But to be tweeting about it in such a blatant fashion, like and and let's say for a minute, let's just say for a minute that he was legitimately concerned that this lady left her sign behind. There had to be a better way that he could have gotten the word out. Like, hey, you lost your sign instead of just openly tweeting it. Because basically, basically this is this is the equivalent of. You know, like putting up the the the, the bloodstained sheets, like the day after, uh, you know, the day after copulation. Okay, I, I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Sorry. Well, in the past, like that was how you proved that you consummated your marriage. Like it's it's that kind of thing. Like this is, like you know, he he knows what he's doing. Well, yeah, yeah, it was definitely a, an asshole move on his part. Yeah, I'm reading some of the stuff on his Twitter now. He's still kind of uh, a douche. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's still, you know, he's still kind of, you know, I guess because people are, or you know how the internet is, you do something to one of their favorite players. Well, well, the other thing too, though, that is that, like, you. you know how this played out because okay, so like, so, so Berg gets in his face, and then Lewis like responds by choking him out, which again, like that's a douche move because he, he, as dumb as it sounds, he, when, he, when he says, "What was it?" Uh, what was he? he says? Apparently, I'm supposed to let him hit me instead of like, like, yeah, you're you're not. That's the thing is you're not supposed to make the first move in this because if none of you make the first move, then there's never a fight. <laughs> but exactly, yeah. And, so. and then and when he comes to you, you should have been, you know, maybe as an adult, maybe like, okay, I shouldn't have did that unless you were really trying to start some shit. Yeah, but then but, but, to what end? <laughs> like because the, apparently, like they because like you they didn't have a beef beforehand because clearly, like he acts like he didn't even know who Lodeberg was. So I don't know. I don't know. This is all. This is all. This is this is like sophomore high school shit. Like, grow up. Just fucking grow up. Well, yeah. It really. I mean, I am. I am surprised to see that a reporter did this versus another player. Yes. I actually, then that's why I brought it up because you know, if it was just another player, I'd be like, okay. Oh, if this was another player, I'd eat this up. This would be like pro wrestling shit. <laughs> <laughs> if it was just another player, oh, if you, actually, if you like. For wrestling shit, you should probably uh, pay attention to some of the FGC feeds because <laughs> uh, there's a there's a major coming up in well not in Philly but in King of Prussia, I think the 17th NEC is happening and there is like WWE level shit talk going on. Probably better than WWE at this point. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, you might want to start paying attention to those feeds or the Facebook groups. Yeah, but like if it was just another player, I probably would have ignored it, to be honest with you, because kind of like, okay, two players going at it, what you know, that's not really new. But it's like really like this is a reporter. Like, for, I mean, I wonder where he got the sign, but at the same time, it's kind of like okay, like what, like do you not like this guy? Like, have you even met him before, or they, do you have a problem with their team? Like, I don't, I don't know. Well, to be fair, I mean, maybe now he's got everybody's attention. They're like, "Oh, he's that guy that he's the guy that banged that chick and, and had that sign and got not punched." All, I'm sorry, but not all publicity is good publicity. That is especially especially on the internet. Uh, I don't know. I did, you you just said yourself you didn't know who Richard Lewis was before. Now you do. Well, yeah, I do now, and he's an asshole. Like I would never pay attention to anything he writes. I. I don't know. Well, I, I, we'll see if we hear from of, him again. I am not the type of person that reads somebody's shit to hate it. Like, 
when is the last time I read a Ben Kuchera article? Now, if I see Ben Kuchera at the top of an article, I just assume it's bullshit and I don't read it. So you're saying that if Ben Kuchera wants us to talk about him, he needs to get into some stupid fight with an esports guy. <laughs> no, because that, that cherry's already been broken. Richard Lewis took care of that. Now it's, <laughs> <laughs> there's no need to talk about it again. So what if Ben Kuchera attacked Richard Lewis? That would be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't read. That's why I barely read Polygon now. Like, I, honestly, uh, the stuff I do read for Polygon, it comes off the RSS feed. It's when I'm preparing for this show, <laughs> you know, in particular. So, like, uh, that that bad publicity can lead to people not reading and stuff. I mean, look at. I hate actually. I, I don't say. I want to say I hate to pick on Polygon, but I get they're the prime target. Actually, I think me and you had a conversation about this about a week ago. You, I used to go to websites to read comments, you know, because you'll read the news or you'll get the news in your Twitter feed. So you don't need these websites to give you the news anymore. But I would like to read the comments on on some of these articles. And you, you'll go to Kotaku or you used to be able to go to Kotaku and you would get a mixed match of people going back and forth, having a conversation about something. And... I guess Polygon started like that, and even the uh, the PA report was like that. But now, I think there was an article, and I went to both Kotaku and Polygon, and everybody was just, like, sucking each other's dicks. Like, it was, like, there was no debate on, on what was going on. It was purely, like, you know, heavily, heavily social justice you know, social justice, I would say, slighted comments on both sides. And I was like, wow, like, I don't even, there's not even any point for me to read these articles anymore. I, and, and that's what happens. I, the, the, the reason I'm bringing that up is I think that's what happens when you get bad publicity. Polygon was getting some bad publicity about a lot of their articles being, you know, social, you know, SJW articles or SJW uh, friendly. And Kotaku was getting kind of the same thing. And now it's like the people with the opposing opinions, either they don't go there or they just, they don't talk anymore. But I guess you could say that's also a good thing because now you do have more people who are, I guess you would con- what you would consider social justice warriors going to those sites. So it might even out. But from my opinion... It doesn't, because I don't want to read news articles that slay you know, to either side. You know, I don't want it to be liberal or conservative. I'd like a nice, balanced, you know, report of what actually happened. Is there any place that does that now? No, I think you need to go to, like, you need to find a, a, two places that are balanced to one side and then balanced to the other side, and then you figure the truth is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of bullshit. We don't do news anymore. We don't have any uh, any plans to hop back on that wagon. Yeah, oh, but I, posting I think, news? Yeah, posting news. I mean, you know who was pretty fair? Who was pretty balanced? Joystick. And look what happened to them. <laughs> <laughs> Joystick was pretty fucking balanced. Dude. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah that's being balanced doesn't pay. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's go ahead and move on. Uh, our next news bite is uh, who won Black Friday. And according to 
InfoScout. It was uh, PlayStation. PlayStation won Black Friday. Now, they, they did separate it between millennials and middle-aged people. That's I, I don't know why they even did that. But a poor, a, a millennials love their PlayStation. 48% of millennials who bought a new console, uh, they bought a PlayStation. Followed by 32% for Xbox, which, I mean, that's Xbox One. And then 19% for Nintendo. Whereas with middle age, those 37% Xbox, 30% Nintendo, and 33% PlayStation. So according to, and this, I, th- I believe last year we used the same data, well not the same data, but the same, the same, the data from the, the same firm. Doesn't doesn't that make sense a little bit though? In so far as, well, I guess what 18 to 30, some millennials are 18 to 35, so. 18 to 35? That's what, yeah, that's what it, it says here. Uh, and the middle-aged consumer is 36 to 55. Yeah. So you figure that, thir- well, what? So like 20, 20 years ago would be when the the millennials were super young and the middle-aged consumers were all, what, 16 to 35? So, or I guess that'd be roughly the age bracket the millennials are in now. So I guess it makes sense that, because I guess the one thing is like the the, the middle aged on an average day, they they kind of split right down the middle almost. What thirty five percent Xbox, thirty four percent Nintendo, thirty percent PlayStation. It's pretty even. Um, but the the millennials they they only go twenty percent Nintendo, where and uh, but they go forty percent PlayStation. So if you think about like when everybody grew up, like it was the middle aged people who grew up on like the N sixty not there uh, the uh, the NES. And the SNES, and then the millennials all grew up on like the PlayStation One and the PlayStation Two, and so I guess it makes sense that they would lean more PlayStation than Nintendo. Whereas the middle-aged, I guess they're kind of split evenly because they can do that. Right? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Even though I'd be honest with you, I if you would have asked me before Black Friday, I would have told you that I I was I was positive that Microsoft was going to take it this year again. But here's, I just assumed, once again, people are looking at the games. Microsoft had the strongest, they had the strongest lineup this holiday season because of the exclusives. Sony had zero exclusives, unless I missed something. They had zero exclusives. Sony had Tomb Raider and Halo. And say what you want about those series, they're still heavy hitters. You know, and I'm not saying that either game is a console seller, but that matched with the collection that they already have. You know, I, that that to me, I was like, okay, well, Xbox is going to win. But I think last year, obviously, they won Black Friday. They won the holiday season uh, because of the of the price drop. That's when the PS4 was still what was it four hundred dollars? And yes, the PS4 was $400, the Xbox had dropped down to 350 and then if you're trading your Xbox 360, like me, like I got it for under $300. So, I mean, I understand why they won last year, but this year, I just expected for them to, to win again based off of the strength, you know, their library is improving, and there's two major games out. I think there's a bit of a lag time. Like, even though the games are, are coming out now, I think there's still a bit of a lag time because you need, you really need to build that buzz. And I think the PlayStation just had enough strength of the buzz coming out of E3 two years ago that 
even though they, they haven't done anything to screw it up necessarily. Um, and, and I think you're right that Microsoft has really been sort of winning the PR war since then. Um, you know, Phil, Phil, Phil Spencer has been doing an amazing job. And I think that even though they had the games and they, they ostensibly should have won this year, I think it's like, it's going to, those games need to come out. They need to get well reviewed. They need to exist on the system. And I think you need to wait for those games to be like the $20 greatest hits type thing. Like next year, you're going to see parents going and being like, Oh, well, what console should we get for our kids? Oh, hey, you know, Tomb Raider. That was, that was supposed to be pretty good. I'll, you know, that's $20 now. We'll get that in a console. We'll get that for the kids. I think it's that, that kind of thing where it's, like, like basically, like Sony did well enough that like Microsoft just wasn't going to win this E3 no matter how good they played, unless Sony completely screwed up and I don't know, like raised the price on the system after a year. <laughs> like that's like the only way I think they could have lost was to intentionally sabotage themselves. But yeah, I well, think it, I think if if Microsoft can maintain the pace, if they can keep the good games, if they can, if it, I don't like, well, like, actually, I guess what next year, uh, what, No Man's Sky, that's a Sony exclusive, right? I believe so. So we'll have to we'll have to see next year how it does. But I mean, if Microsoft can keep you know putting out good games, just keep you know chopping away, I think they might stand a chance then. Well, you know what? Uh, one thing I didn't take into consideration, and I really should have, is the fact that well, one well, like I mentioned, I the the price not being as a, as attractive, you know, for some parents this year as they walk into a Best Buy or into a Target or wherever they bought the console the, pr- the the price difference isn't as attractive mm. uh so there's that but for the parents that actually listen to their kids and the kid tell them what they want more than likely they, those kids and obviously it's not just kids it's adults too um those kids and, and adults or and people who are buying consoles this year they are gonna have way more people to play with on playstation mainly their friends like mm-hmm. their friends probably already have ps4s and that's why they bought them actually the original like the 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 xbox ones that sold originally sold on the strength of people and their friends having xbox 360s and then their friends buying xbox 360s uh, it originally sold off the strength of that because, I mean, before Master Chief Collection, was the Xbox even worth getting? I don't think so, to be honest with you. Titanfall. Shh, no. Shh. <laughs> I just imagine you like, some, like when somebody's dying and you're just like, you're just like putting the, your finger over their mouth, like, shh, just just go quietly into the night. Shh. <laughs> hey, you know they're making a Titanfall too, but they may just they may have been contractually obligated to do that. But as you see, it is not an Xbox One exclusive. No, because no, and this one will probably sell actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they ever released sales numbers for Titanfall. Because there were none. Uh, that was they, They're like, we can't even talk about units shipped. <laughs> oh, boy. But anyway, yeah, I, the, 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 the people who got PS4s or were looking to get a new console probably looking at, hey, I have all my friends and they already have PlayStation 4s. Like, why would I get an Xbox? So, and then plus, you know, Xbox still has what one, you know, they've been on the good PR machine recently, but there's, there's still that stigma there for a lot of people. 
you know, left it real left a real bad taste in people's mouth, and I think Microsoft is going to have to really, really work. And I, I used to think backward compatibility would really help them out, but I don't even think people are listening to that. To be honest with you, no, they they really, really need to push that. Right, yeah. And the funny thing, recently it was announced, or not announced, but, you know, we found out that there might be some backward compatibility for PS2. Why did that get a better reception than backward compatibility for the Xbox? And it's it's got to be the stigma. That got a better reception, backward compatibility on the PS4 for the PS2, than, you know, people being able to play their Xbox 360 games. Now, me personally, I'm not excited for when, when it comes to backward compatibility on the Xbox. I'm not excited for the $60 games, like the, the main games. I'm actually excited for the smaller games, the games that that I bought, like, you know, on Xbox Live Arcade. Those games were awesome. Those games were were awesome, and there's several games I really want to play, like Shadow Complex. I can't wait to play Shadow Complex again. I got really close to the end of Shadow Complex, and then, you know, I stopped playing it. It's one of those things like, oh, I'll get back to it later. Years pass by, <laughs> and then a new console comes out. And I'm like, oh, I really wish I finished Shadow Complex. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if I play it enough, Epic's like, hey, that game wasn't that bad. That game was pretty good. Let me uh, let's let's make another one because Shadow Complex was. Great. I'm assuming you never played it. No. Why? Why do I even talk to you next? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the this year's winner of Black Friday is the PS4. That's probably going to extend through the holiday season. And I mean, while Microsoft is gaining traction, I do believe they're still going to have some work to do. For everybody who wants Microsoft to not succeed and they because you want them to learn a lesson they have learned their lesson already okay i want microsoft to succeed because i want the xbox one to be on equal footing with the ps4 when that happens you're gonna see both companies really do great things for gamers the reason why the xbox one had such shitty policies when it was going to come out it's because they thought they were much farther ahead than they actually were. They thought that they had the advantage and that people were just going to buy the console because of the Xbox console. And that's why it wasn't targeted to gamers because they already knew they had the gamers locked in. And that was their downfall. It's the same thing Sony did with the PS3 when it came out and that backfired on them. We need both consoles now to be on equal footing with their lessons learned, and when that happens, I can guarantee you we will see great things for gamers from both Sony and Microsoft. I guarantee you that there's no reason to hate on them. But let's move on to our last news bite, which is that Remote Play is heading to PC... Remote Play for the PlayStation 4 is heading to PC and Mac. Like There's going to be an official application that does that. Right now, there is an unofficial app out. I wouldn't recommend using it because I mean I haven't heard anything about anybody getting banned yet. <laughs> but I wouldn't use it. Okay, especially now with everything being locked to your accounts. You know, like you don't want to get your you know your PS4 or your PlayStation account locked, and then any ga- digital games you have. Or banned, I should say. Any digital games you have, you can no longer access. All the stuff you got on PlayStation Plus, you can't get to. All of your saves 
can't get to them, it's not worth it. So just wait. But anyway, there is going to be a remote play application for PC and Mac. Right now, the only way to remote play is through the Vita and the PlayStation TV, to my knowledge. But you will be able to remote play the PC and Mac. Now, my question is, does that mean you're going to have mouse and keyboard support? Can you map movement to the mouse and buttons to the keyboard? If you cannot, you're wasting your time. Why would I want to play on my computer when, you know, I, I, when I have to use a controller anyway? To be, why would I want to do that? The only thing I can think of is in a place where you have one TV or the PlayStation's on the, on the main TV. You want to play PlayStation, but, you know, your girlfriend or wife wants to watch Grey's Anatomy, you know? Uh, uh, I, I had my hand raised because I was agreeing <laughs> with you until you said Grey's Anatomy, but... Yeah, that that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick can use it and watch whatever shows they're watching at the time. You know, his wife uh, can watch whatever shows she's watching at the time. So yeah, you can use that. But I, I don't know for the core audience, that seems like kind of a niche thing. And I guess that maybe that's just PlayStation saying, "Hey, we know some of you guys will like this, so here you go." And you know, Sony's been doing that. Sony has been all about their people. Since their flub that we just talked about with the PS3, and then digging themselves out of that hole. Well, you know, you know, it's interesting because you were just saying though, like about how when the consoles are both on e- sort of you know equal in the console war, then they're both super competitive. And I was talking to somebody who uh, just upgraded to Windows 10, and he wasn't very happy with Windows 10. And he was all, yeah, you know, I'm gonna. Uh, you know, go back, and then he found the remote play feature for his Xbox, and he's like, "And I am keeping Windows 10." Huh. So, I think it's one of those things, maybe where where maybe Sony has seen that that remote play feature had value for Xbox. I mean, we didn't see that necessarily ref- reflected in the sales for Black Friday this year, but if Sony is seeing that that's getting a positive reception amongst Xbox users, then this may be the kind of thing like they. they I mean. We've been saying, like we were even saying before, like we feel like Microsoft's had a very strong year, regardless of how whether that the, the sales have actually bore that out at this point. And if Sony at least just feels that Microsoft is even creeping up on them, they're going to start responding in kind. And this may be that kind that kind of act, action where they're directly responding to something that Microsoft did, and, and kind of you know, hey, yeah, let's let's push the remote play feature, let's get that out there, let's make sure that at no point can can Microsoft be like, look, we got the remote play and it works awesome for us. And Sony doesn't do that, so yeah, you know, if this this could herald, uh, you know, this could herald that competition that you were talking about. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sony still got that fresh fear in them. They yeah. don't want to <laughs> well, it's not even fresh fear, but I think it's it's more like it's more like if you're winning, you know, you you want to you want to cut you want to cut the head off the beast. You don't want to like you know you know let up and and let him get back into the fight. So if you if you've got your foot on their neck and you've got them held down, like you know keep keep them there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That it that, that is true. Sony, they they have the lead. They want to keep it. But I mean, I don't know. Microsoft can do it. Microsoft, they, like I said, with Sony right now, well, this, uh, this PlayStation, the PlayStation 4, out of all of the Sony PlayStations, so far has had the weakest uh, uh, exclusives, which is something that Sony is usually known for. That was their big, that's how they pulled themselves out of the hole last time. 
you know, Uncharted, man. Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog and Uncharted. And then, of course, The Last of Us. Great, great exclusives. And you just don't have that this time so far. You know, I mean, Naughty Dog is making Uncharted 4. I don't even know if they have anything new. This is actually, to be honest with you, this is... This is kind of strange because for every PlayStation, Naughty Dog has had has made Sony's mascot for every PlayStation. Crash Bandicoot for for PlayStation, PlayStation. yeah, PlayStation One. Jack and Daxter for PlayStation Two. Nathan Drake for PlayStation Three. So PlayStation Four, what's your mascot? Nathan Drake. They're mascotless. (laughs) Their mascot? No, no. I think. yeah, like Naughty Dog. I guess this is Naughty Dog is fumbling right now. I'm putting unneeded pressure on Naughty Dog right now. Like they're like we don't I feel. Work for I feel Sony? like, and I know we said it's not an exclusive. I feel like Destiny is the PlayStation mascot right now. I feel nah. like they, they 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 hit that. They hit that like ultimate Destiny experiences on PlayStation. Like I feel like they hit that so hard that it's that's their that's their mascot. Maybe. I mean, obviously, it works better. Well, it, it is the better game on PlayStation, but no, there's no there's no defining mascot for PlayStation right now. And those mascots for, for the other places came out pretty quick. I mean, for Crash Bandicoot, I'm pretty sure that was one of the like launch titles. They had commercials, you know, with Crash Bandicoot outside of Nintendo. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. Uh, then they, you know, uh, Jack and Daxter came out pretty early, and Uncharted wasn't yeah it was it also came out pretty early is it possible though that this relates to just the how extensive development time is getting on these games that i mean they've been working for so long on on the uncharted franchise that they didn't have time to really like kind of move on to the next product and start getting that ramped up and maybe we'll see a new naughty dog product by the end of you know, by the end of the the PS4 life cycle. Oh, I'm I'm certain we will. I'm just usually they introduce those first, though. I mean, they haven't they haven't even thought about making a new Crash Bandicoot. I don't believe. No, they. One, I think I, th- I thought they sold the IP. Um, oh, maybe. But they haven't thought about making a new Jack and Daxter either. I think they did the uh, HD remix at the end of the PS3's life, and that was it. So, yeah, usually I'm looking forward to what they're going to bring for each console. But now now they would have to follow up for both Uncharted and The Last of Us, which I don't think there's going to be another Last of Us, guys. I mean, maybe, I mean they, they're, they're writers and they're creative, so of course they can do it. They, if they really wanted to figure out a way, they could. But I think The Last of Us is best left. You, you don't think as, Joel as would make a great mascot for the PlayStation? No, he wouldn't because he's a dumbass. <laughs> I fucking hated the ending to that game. <laughs> Joel, <laughs> Joel should be a mascot for the PlayStation insofar as, like, look at all the great decisions Joel makes. Joel buys Xbox. <laughs> Dude, like, yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, I think I've talked about that game before. And first of all, from the gameplay, like, people get mad at me when I say the game wasn't that great. I mean, it was a good game, but, like, people were, like, ranting and raving about it. From a gameplay perspective, you know, I would give it, like, a 
from a straight up gameplay perspective, 3.5 out of 5, that is. But this, you know, the, the game was mainly about the story. The story was good, but maybe I, I'm, not, I'm thinking about it wrong because if the ending of the game can make me hate that character that much, maybe they did a much better job with the story telling me that I give them credit for. All, all, all I'll say, and I, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to get bleeped to oblivion again. No problem. But <laughs> no, but but having seen the very end of the game and the very beginning of the game, like I don't know what happened in the middle, but I feel like you kind of didn't need to see that. Like I feel like the end, the, the end of the beginning really set up those the, those characters and like paid off on them very well. So right. maybe that is a, a crappy story. Then it's all supposed to be about the journey. The journey didn't matter, but like. That for those last few hours and like the first hour of gameplay, I think that the book ended with an hour, whatever narrative they told him. I'm sure there was cool stuff in the middle, but nah. I mean, I would like people get they'd be like, oh, the story was so deep, and you know, Joel was such a great character, and then they call me heartless because I thought the I said he's a retard. No, well, yeah, well, he, I just say I said he's an idiot. He's selfish for what he did at the end of that game. No, but that doesn't mean he's not a great character. And I, I, th- I think you were you, you were more right than you, you you knew when you said that. Like, yeah, the fact that they got you to hate him so much, like that's, and I think that may even be an argument as far as why they need to do a Last of Us too. Because if you're going to take a character like that and you're going to make the audience hate him, then you need to redeem him. And maybe that's the point is that like, oh no, like you, it was supposed to have like a dark kind of disappointing ending and that he's not redeemed. And if anything, like he gets darker and, and more terrible as the game goes on. But ultimately, like if, if you've got a character like that, you kind of need to, you need to put him through like a shitty part where everybody's like, oh, he's being terrible. He's being terrible. And then you can have him come out of that. And everybody's like, oh, hey. And they're like, yeah, we, we like that you came out of that funk that you were in and you're actually not so terrible. And you can be, you know, you can be the hero finally. So maybe they do have long-term plans for him, but yeah. Oh, we'll see. I, I just cause the type of game it was, I don't think it, it's one of those, one of those pieces that should probably stand alone. Like, you know, like Magnolia. <laughs> that is a joke, by the way. <laughs> He's talking uh, about the movie? The movie, yeah. You know, is that the movie that I'm thinking about? The Magnolia? The one with the frogs? It rained frogs? No, no, the one with the weird mask sex party. No, oh, that's Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's best left as a single. That's best. That's yeah. Let's 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 move on. Yeah, let's move on. Actually, speaking about sex. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Good point, Nick. I didn't even realize what the next topic was. So uh, we're moving into our regular articles now. But there are people up in arms about Dead or Alive Extreme. Beach Volleyball 3. Now, when I first saw the, the, the title of the article, I just assumed it's because of what Beach, you know, the Dead Alive Beach Volleyball was about. It's that it's a fan service game. Like for those who don't know what <laughs> service. For those who don't know what fan service is, and I'm gonna describe, <laughs> I don't think Koei knows what fan service <laughs> <laughs> I I'm gonna try try to describe it the best I can. Uh, I'm not into it, but I kind of know what it is. So, fan service is—I think it really originates from animes. It's—it's it's definitely like a Japanese thing, where you'll have a character in like a hot outfit, 
and they'll, you know, she'll do something, like, she'll be wearing, like, a really short skirt, and she'll do something, like, she'll have to, like, fall over or bend over a trip or something like that, and, like, the, sh- the skirt kind of lifts up and shows her underwear or, you know, um, you have some, like, <laughs> some female fighter fighting with like you know a sword and the person she's fighting rips up her clothes you know stuff like that that's that's kind of what fan service is that 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 sound about right nick i'm trying to think like it's like like what's the like 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 what are those movies that like they're not they're not porn they're not even softcore porn like there's never any actual nudity it's just a lot of women in just tight outfits and bikinis and they're just in very suggestive poses and yeah, it's very appropriate that we're talking about this in the middle of the night. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like that's kind of like what fan service is and this whole game, the dead alive beach volleyball, that, that whole game is fan service. Sure. Yeah. It's a volleyball, it's a volleyball game and a surprisingly decent volleyball game. But in reality, the game is about, you know, controlling these female characters from Dead or Alive, which were pretty much fan service characters to begin with, and watching them bounce around as they play volleyball. I mean, the, I think it was Beach Volleyball 2, one of the major features, one of the major features of the game was the enhancements they made to breast physics, where each breast could have its own movement, like it had a synchronous movement, you know, which was you know, top of the end technology at the time, because you know, at the time, you know, breasts usually moved in tandem. Now they don't. Now they're completely independent, and you can do what you want, <laughs> you know. Uh, but that—that's what the game was. It's—it's it's always been that way and koei knows that and the nam well, actually is it, is it just koei i thought that it was that there was a namco game like koei's the publisher or koei tecmo is the publisher oh right and team ninja is was is the developer yeah so it, all the enhancements they're making to this game i'm pretty sure extreme three's enhancements are all based on the women's bodies and I think they do have new mini games and things like that. There was a survey that asked, "Wait, do you think we should add males to Extreme? Uh, you know, to DOA X3?" And the yeses got most of the votes. Well, and then they didn't do it. Well, to 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 be fair, it got the whole poll only got not what just over a hundred votes. I mean, it's uh like uh, about a hundred and twelve votes there. Yeah, you're so you're right. The, the serving size probably wasn't big enough. And, well, actually, and, and, and that may that may very well speak to, I mean, the sta- the reason why the game is is in the state that it's in. What do you mean? Oh, you like? Yeah, as far as, as, far as it not not being released in the in in the, in the West. Oh, because it's just not enough interest for it. Yeah, that is true. You can get it imported, though. You can't yeah, get it. If you really want it, you can get it imported. Yeah, and for a game that only 112 people are willing to publicly proclaim interest in, <laughs> yeah, that's that, that makes sense. The import would probably be the best way to, to market that. 
But the reality of the situation is that it never was that big of a seller. People knew what it was, and that was kind of it. Like, they knew what it was. If you wanted it, you got it. If you didn't, you didn't. Am I wrong? Like... It reminds me of, like, the old, like, back in the 90s, like, Marvel would do swimsuit issues, and the whole premise was, like, it was just all the female characters drawn as, like, swimsuit pinups, basically, like, the equivalent of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, but just drawn, like, it's uh, just, yeah, it's, it's just an excuse to ogle imaginary women. Okay, so I think we've covered that part enough. That's what the game is for. Okay, so I assume that they were bringing the game to the United States, and now there's trouble. That's actually not the trouble. There was, well, somebody on Facebook asked, are you ever going to bring this game to the U.S.? The response was, we do not bring DOA X3 to the West and won't have any plan change in the future. Thank you for asking. Uh, The person that's replying is in Japan. It's, It's the Japanese community manager. So the guy asks, all right, well, what's the reason for not bringing it out in the West? The reply from the official Facebook account, and this is still on the Facebook account, so it's not like they're retracting it or there's some mystery around it. It says, do you know many issues? Oh, sorry. Do you know many issues happening in video games industry with regards how to treat female and video game industry? This is verbatim, by the way. Uh, We do not want to talk those things here, but certainly we have gone through in the last year or two to come to our decision. Thank you. (laughs) That, That was the reply. Basically, they're saying they don't want to deal with having to talk about how females are portrayed in video games because their game is the exact is the is exactly what people like Anita Sarkeesian are talking about how females are portrayed in game that's what the whole game is based on the game is a fan service game that's what it is based around but so they just don't want to deal with it but I don't blame them well, go ahead no but, but I mean the thing is though like isn't that fundamentally a good thing like as a as as a, as a fan of gaming in general the fact that we have to like as, and especially i should say as the video game public defender the fact that i would <laughs> normally have to defend something like this the fact that even they're like you know what the sales just aren't worth it because i mean here's the thing if they if they knew they would release this game and it would be like it would sell like call of duty numbers like they wouldn't care about the fact that they, they you know they put naked women in there if they needed to like you know they would treat the women even more terrible than they 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 do here if they knew it would sell and they could get it out there and then they deal with the fallout later because the the money would be worth it but if they know that there's only 112 people willing to take a poll you know and and, and as, as far as you know interest in the game and if they know that you know, ju- just to, to put the game out there, there's going to be a ton of blowback they're going to have to deal with, that it's not worth it. Like, you know, like this is a sign that the industry is working properly, that, you know, that, that, that those issues can be weighed against sales and they can come up and be like, you know, what? it's just not worth it. We'll keep it in Japan where people in Japan are weird and this works fine for them. And in the West where they, you know, culture is slightly different, it doesn't work there and we're not going to put it there. Sure, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Would you call this industry work? Well, I guess you would call this industry, you know, working properly. 
Well, basically, the, the, the argument is for those who are mad about this that this is censorship. Social justice warriors are causing censorship in the industry. No. No? It's well it's more, it's more censure but it's it's I mean technically technically I wouldn't say that the social justice warriors are, are blocking this but I mean Coey looked and said like okay like these people are going to are going to respond negatively to the game this many people are going to pay for the game overall it's just not worth it like and that's that's it at the end of the day. It's like they're not censoring it. They're not. They're, they're pressuring Koei. That's true. But at the same time, there's just not enough support for the game in general. Like, you know, look like look at the two. Like, it, and it, like first off, it's not censorship. It's 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 a it, like they're not like it's not illegal for them to publish the game. Like nobody's telling them you cannot do this. They're, you know, they're just saying like we know that there's going to be blowback because that's how people are. We understand how this culture works, and we're not doing it. That's not censorship. That's true. I, I'll give you that. There was some like I think Nintendo took a costume out of some game. It was like a bikini costume. It was a horror game too, and you could have one of the girls running around some type of you know bikini or a scantily clad outfit, and people were pissed about it. Saying you know, oh, now it's being censored because of social justice warriors. It's just another. I'll be honest with you, it's just another thing that people want to fight about. Yeah, it's a social justice warriors' fault. This, you know, they, this game would come out if it wasn't for them. I don't know, probably not, because as you can see, not that many people are interested in it. I, I couldn't believe the second, the first one had a sequel. To be honest with you, because it, it was like, how, like, I don't know a single person. Who, I, I should say this. I don't know a single person who admitted to buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I know some of you guys are some nasty motherfuckers. <laughs> so, 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 I, maybe I do know somebody who has it. <laughs> they just never admitted it. Yeah, it's and, and and that's yeah. I mean, it's one of those it's one of those games that like if you're playing this and like if you're playing this and like anybody that you know walks into the room. Like, unless it's like a, like, a, like most likely you're gonna have some explaining to do. Yeah, it's like, wait, it's not what you think. Okay, no, it is what you think. Really good. Yeah, <laughs> I swear I read it for the articles. Yeah, yeah it's like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, and and actually, no, that's a good point too. I mean, we, you know, like this is a this is a world in the West where Playboy is no longer publishing nudity. That. And then and, and it's not like social justice warriors were like, well, we got to get the duty out of Playboy. Like, Playboy just realized, like, the, the market doesn't work that way anymore. And so, I mean, they'll still have the scantily clad women, but, the, you know. But, yeah, it's, it's you know, like, yes, there are people who are very interested in this game, but I think that the fundamental problem is just that there's not enough of them. Right, right. I, I think you're, you're right about that. Uh, plus, like, they... The article tried to play coy, like we don't know what they're really saying here, but they're they're pretty loud and clear. They don't want to be involved with that discussion, especially with this game. Because look at it, you cannot defend this game. No, if you no, defend it, this game, you're wrong. Like it's it, it's it's very clear what this is for. And I mean, this is the kind of thing too that like, and I mean, the thing too is like, as a gamer, as a gamer, we we should be happy about this because this gives ammo to Anita Sarkeesian and. Like, 
you know, like, like we don't, we don't, like we don't need to be giving her ammo. Like she, she, she excels at taking things out of context and, and, and building her argument off what's already there. Like we don't need to be just giving her stuff like on a platter, like here, you know, like you make us all feel like shit because this game exists. Like we don't need to be doing that. Well, I mean, she kind of does make things out of thin air as it is. So. Right, but we don't. But I'm saying we don't need to make her job any easier than it already is. Right, I'll give you like, that. This is like this is like this isn't even shooting ducks in a barrel. This is giving her a dead duck already and being like, "You win." <laughs> <laughs> you do have a point there. Okay. Well, I don't know the. You gotta stop looking for things to be angry about. <laughs> There are plenty of things to actually be angry about. This isn't 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 one of them. This is not an example of like Nick said. This is an example of a game being censored because of social justice. I think the the Koei and the uh, Tecmo they are very aware, very aware of what this game is, and they release it where it's going to work. And, and the the only other thing I'll say is like if you're upset that this game is being censored, if you're, you're you really wanted to see like breast physics or like that just go look at some porn just get it out of your system <laughs> like the game's not gonna help you let me let me interject it's not about porn <laughs> like that's <laughs> it's not about sex like that's what the response is gonna be yeah. i don't know personally i don't understand it but if that's your thing i guess that's your thing i don't know like, i really don't if, if that's your thing there's still plenty of ways you can get your thing without needing this game to come out. The internet is a is a very large place. <laughs> that is true. You can find whatever you're looking for. Usually, I try to like you know, <laughs> I try to 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 slap things back at Nick, but I can't. Not this time. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. I'm, I'm just saying, like, there's no way for me to actually do it this time. So, okay, let's move on to our next point which is another article from Kotaku <laughs> with uh, Blizzard saying, oh, sorry, it's the article is saying that Blizzard is hurting Heroes of Storm by refusing to call it a MOBA. No. Okay, well, go, go for it, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, you go. I'm, be, I'm just being obstinate. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Blizzard calls Heroes of Storm a hero brawler. And they call it a hero brawler because, I mean, they know that it is very... It definitely takes cues from MOBAs. You know, like League of Legends or Dota or Dota 2. It definitely does that. There's no denying that. But they have made changes to the game itself. Like, yes, the game is top-down or isometric view. Yes, the game does have heroes that have very specific metagames. Uh, yes, the end, there are three lanes, and yes, the objective is to destroy the tower at the end of the game. And, you know, as the game goes on, it takes longer for you to respond. So that stuff is there. But there are some very important things, very important differences in MOBAs that you don't get in Heroes of the Storm. Like Dota, League of Legends, Dota 2, all the other shitty MOBAs that came out. Like, do you remember that they had that uh oh god dead island moba no yes they had a dead island moba when mobas were getting big everybody was trying to make a shitty moba well there was a dc characters moba i think right yes there was a dc characters moba so all these things existed and all you know something that they all had in common 
was that you know the heroes had a had a meta game the heroes had individual leveling there's only one map you know that's that's what mobas are all about however here's the storm the reason it doesn't suck <laughs> because I, I i don't like playing mobas i think mobas are so boring the reason it doesn't suck is because it has multiple maps each map has different objectives i mean the main objective is the same the main objective is to get to the other side and then blow up that building i mean you use the creeps or you use the uh, the ai to help you move forward yes but you have the each map has different side objectives or objectives to help you reach your goal like in one here's the storm map you will need to collect coins out of these uh not cases but um chests sorry so you collect coins out of these chests and the coins will allow you to pay once you have like so many coins you'll be able to pay the captain to shoot cannonballs to onto the towers on the other side to help you move forward. There's another one where you have to collect seeds so that you can awaken this monster. There's another one where you have to I forget what you have to do, but you have to awaken one of your cat one of your players can turn into this dragon monster. You know, so you have these things that make it different and the maps, like I said, are are different. Like they're actually the pathing is different. And another big difference with Heroes of the Storm is that your team levels together. That is so important because what happens in MOBAs is you you feed the carry, like you feed a specific player and you make them so powerful that they can snowball the other team. They can fight five of the other people on the other side and win. That's that's a strategy that you use in MOBAs. You cannot do that here. Your team collectively levels up together and it unlocks moves as you level up. You don't have to buy items. It's such a much better game. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can see why Blizzard's kind of like, well, it's not really a MOBA as it is its own thing. Because I can see other people trying to take this approach and making their own tweaks to it and, you know, making it work that way. Like, between Dota, you know, people who really play MOBAs say there's a difference between Dota and League, which there is, uh, I guess, but there's not that big of a difference. Isn't that kind of like saying there's a difference between, like, the American League and the National League? Yes. <laughs> yes, you're right. I guess that's the thing. It's really, uh, why are you trying to fit this into this box? I think... See, the, the, the sad thing to me about this article is that he sums it up in one sentence, and it just makes everything else that he wrote completely extraneous. And he says, it seems to me like Heroes of the Storm's moniker as a hero brawler is nothing more than a clumsy exercise in branding, because that's exactly what it is. Is if I think if you look at the history, and he kind of touches on the history a little bit of Heroes of the Storm, how it was originally, previously it was known as Blizzard All-Stars, and then before that it was known as Blizzard Dota. And the reason, it, why was it known as Blizzard Dota? Like, what's the history between Dota and, and Blizzard? Because, what's the history between Dota and Blizzard? Yeah. Dota wouldn't exist without Blizzard. And how is that? Because of Warcraft 3. Are you quizzical? No, I'm kind of asking you this question to set it up so you can explain it. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking... Nick, don't test me. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like, uh, Dota, 
exists because of Warcraft 3. For those, I mean, and everybody, I would imagine everybody should know this. Oh, see, that's the thing. I always assume people know stuff. And they don't. <laughs> but the Dota was a mod for Warcraft 3. They used the hero system that was introduced in Warcraft 3, and they made a mod out of it. So all the heroes are using Warcraft 3. Now the heroes have specific powers, and it's th- that lane, the the top, middle, and you know bottom lane. All that is from Dota. Like that hasn't changed in over ten years. By the way, I do think it was 2003 when that first came out. I think. But yes, yeah. so, so this this genre is it's not young anymore. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, Dota was going strong for a long time. And then League of Legends and Heroes of New Earth came out. So... The difference between Heroes of New Earth and League of Legends was that League of Legends was just more... It was more noob-friendly. That was its claim to fame. Like, you want to learn how to play? Come to us. And that's why they blew up so so large. So, so in a way, then, isn't... Isn't uh, Heroes of the Storm kind of being League of Legends to League of Legends Heroes of New Earth? That it's noob friendly? Well, that's the thing. Like, it's not that Heroes is noob friendly. It's just interesting because Hero has Heroes also has a a nice size learning curve. Actually, sorry, no, the learning curve isn't that steep in Heroes. So it's kind of like League in that way because before League of Legends. If you didn't have a friend playing a MOBA, you know, or action RTS, as they like to call it sometimes, you were going to be lost. You probably weren't going to make it, to be honest with you. Uh, League of Legends really made it more accessible, so you can kind of hop in by yourself and play. Heroes does not have a steep learning curve, but the skill ceiling, I would say, is high as League of Legends, which uh, uh, this is going to sound bad, maybe if you play MOBAs, but I don't consider skill ceiling that high in terms of that game compared to other games. I don't consider the skill ceiling that high uh, to begin with. So, yeah, the I would say the skill ceiling for both Heroes of New Earth, not Heroes of New Earth, sorry, but uh, League of Legends and Heroes of Storm are the same. So, to go back for a moment, if I can. Why not? Well, no, because I asked you to, to set up the history, and then I kind of abandoned that topic. Yeah. <laughs> Great job, <laughs> Nick. But I think the whole thing is that, like, basically, like, Blizzard, like, kind of, like, Blizzard, Blizzard, like, set up the incubator for the MOBA genre, and then in the gap between Warcraft 3 and Starcraft 2, like, MOBAs blew up into their own thing. And I think that's one of the reasons why they wound up making Blizzard All-Stars is because I'm sure that the people on the team were playing it. I'm sure that the people on the team enjoyed those games and they kind of realized like it wasn't like, like StarCraft is an RTS. Like they couldn't really morph that. And so they were like, well, let's like, let's make our own, you know, let's make our own MOBA or or what is it? uh, ARTS, what uh, arts game. Well, I think the official is MOBA. Yeah. Well, I know. Well, I mean, there was a while, I guess in what, like 20, like 2007, 2006, like there was a while where that terminology was still kind of uh, malleable. 
And ultimately, I, I guess MOBA won out because that's what people call it. And I think the thing is, like, I think Blizzard, like, they're like the godfather of the MOBA genre. And to that degree, like, they lost control over it. And so by being like, well, okay, our game's going to be a hero brawler, like, they're kind of, that's their way of being like, we're evolving beyond that. Like, you took, you, you took MOBA from, you took the MOBA from us. You took the game, like, this evolved out of Warcraft 3. You took this from us. We're going to take it even a step further and we're going to leave you guys behind. Mm. And so, like, I mean, and, and that's that's fundamentally what it, I think what it is is that, like, yeah, it's like, yeah. So they're they're calling it a hero brawler, and to a degree, they're using that to emphasize that it's an evolution of what already was there, because it's not it's not just a mobile. Because he, I mean, the article even lists a whole bunch of stuff that applies to all mobas, and I think technically this is all stuff that applies to uh, Heroes of the Storm as well, but. It's that innovation, all the stuff that you've listed that makes Heroes a much more interesting game than League of Legends or the other MOBAs, that that's what Blizzard is kind of saying, like, ours is is better than that. And I think if you look at the way, because then then the article goes on later to kind of quote Dustin Browder, uh, one of the lead uh, game designers on uh, Heroes, uh, you know, talking about talking about heroes but in context of the MOBA genre and I think if you look at how they're describing this I feel like a hero brawler is a specific type of MOBA that in a way you know that that if you know in, in the Venn diagram as it were like a hero brawler is just a circle within the bigger circle and so League is not a hero brawler but Heroes would be a MOBA, but it's also a hero brawler. I think and they're trying to use hero brawler as a very specific term to describe their game. And I, I appreciate that because of a point that you brought up in pre-show, that MOBA, which stands for Multiplayer Online Battle Arena, is way too encompassing as a genre. Yes. Action RTS, I think, was a much better name. MOBA, yes. like any multiplayer game... That's in an arena setting, which is a lot, by the way, would would actually qualify to be a MOBA under that name specifically. Yeah. And I, I think that may be a sign that the wrong group won that battle back in like 2006. Yeah, that is that is that is true. Because, it, I mean, fundamentally, the whole description hinges on what you mean by battle. Because even then, we were talking before about how some people are calling, like, Overwatch having MOBA roots. And, like, it's an arena shooter. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Which, okay, technically, okay, so it's, it, well, okay, so Overwatch, multiplayer? Yes. Online? Yes. Arena? Yes. Battle? Well, yeah, we're killing each other, so I'll call that a battle. So then it, it doesn't even have MOBA roots, it's just a MOBA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. The way people are handling Overwatch and the things I'm seeing on the forums, are that's a different podcast altogether. <laughs> <laughs> I feel oh, like until you get that podcast off the ground, I feel like you should, you should just go off for like five minutes on Overwatch. I could do it every week because the shit I'm seeing in the forums, Nick, you know, it's more people complaining about Widowmaker. Oh, I have no time to react to her. She's a sniper. Her shots are instant. Of course, you don't have a a chance to react to her. 
if she shoots you in the head, maybe you should stop running in straight lines. Or if you're, or if you're actually moving well and taking cover, moving cover to cover, and you still get shot, maybe you should just appreciate the fact that that person's a good sniper, as opposed to whining about it. Okay, heroes players, you know, <laughs> hero brawler players. You know, World of Warcraft players, come on, guys, get it together. <laughs> yeah, but we that that we actually we have a name for it. Not gonna talk about it yet, but we that is coming. <laughs> it's coming like Winston running out of the gate. Yep, new podcast. You heard it here first. Broke the news. Congratulations, Nick. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that's I think I think that can wrap us up today. What do you think? I don't know. I just want to make one final point about this article. Okay. Because the other thing he says is that he talks about how, because it's a hero brawler, the the final abilities, like the the fully upgraded abilities, are are called heroic abilities in uh, in heroes, but in uh, in League and all the other games, they're called ultimate abilities. And so when people are shoutcasting the games, when they t- when they're playing League, when they're you know they're shoutcasting League and Dota, they talk about alts and ultimates. But when they're shoutcasting heroes, they have to talk about heroics, and that's going to be confusing to people who are watching heroes for the first time. And I don't think so. Oh my I- God, what's a heroic? I don't know. I have no clue. Like yeah. I, I I feel like. There's really the only person it would be confusing to is somebody who's watching heroes for the first time who has no concept of how a MOBA or a hero brawler play, and everything's going to be confusing to them. They're figuring it all out on the fly. But I feel like if you've seen League, you'll pick up pretty quickly that when they say heroic, they mean ultimate. Like it's it's the same thing. And I feel like most people have played both of them, or at least in passing. I feel, you know I I I I. I I don't know. I just feel like you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who's like super hardcore into league, but it's like, oh, I'll check out heroes. You know, I'll, I'll check out a hero shoutcast and be completely confused. Like, I feel like it's similar enough that they'll get it, but it's it's a weak point. That's my. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. No, you you definitely have a point. This is pro- part of the problem with the games media is like sometimes there's nothing to talk about and they'll just talk. Like that makes sense. Like, that makes sense, right? No, 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 it doesn't. No, but that that's that is the industry we're in. But uh, yeah, that's gonna wrap us up on this episode of the Mashcast. Uh, thank you for listening. As always, you can catch us on SoundCloud. We are on iTunes. We are on Overcast for iOS. We're on Stitcher Smart Radio. We're on Pocket Cast. We're on Player.fm. Uh, we have an RSS feed. If you want to, if you have an RSS feed that you like to use, you can just pop it in there. Uh, we also have we have other podcasts. Obviously, the new Overwatch podcast not on the schedule yet, but more details for that in the future. We have a World of Warcraft podcast, which is WoW Talk. There's going to be a new episode this week. Uh, we also have a new episode of Double Tap coming up this week, and that is our FGC podcast. You know, for the fighting game community. And we have an orbit which is dedicated to Destiny. I hope it's going to continue to be dedicated to Destiny because I don't know Jorge and John. They're starting to sound like me when I was on it, <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty tough when Jorge I'll, I'll, is. I look forward to them joining you on the Overwatch podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when Jorge is dropping the hammer, you know, on Bungie, 
you know there's problems. When you just got to get them to stay with it long, until Overwatch actually comes out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, we do have that. Uh, we are on Facebook.com slash Smash Those Buttons. We are on YouTube.com slash Smash Those Buttons. We are on Twitter.com slash MTB site. Uh, if you'd like to help us out, you know, all we ask is that you share the podcast, maybe rate us on iTunes or wherever you can rate. We're going to be on Google Music soon, too. They are, that we are, we, we got confirmation that we are going to be one of the first podcasts on Google Music. So look out for that if you prefer to use Google mu- Music. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be some ratings there, too. But yeah, if you want to help us out, that's all we ask. Uh, you don't need to send money or anything like that. If you did, you know, Nick would gladly take it. <laughs> I think we brought that up last week, but uh, yeah, just just help us out by sharing the podcast. We really appreciate it, and we uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. And if you got anything to say, you know, you can shoot us an email, hit us up on Facebook, on Twitter. You leave a comment on the site, whatever you want to do. Uh, but until next week, we will catch you guys later. Have a great week, everybody. 